The Radio Fam Podcast. TheRadioFam.com. This episode, I've got Mr. Eric White, E. White on the mic. Um, I watched him grow his social media audience over Instagram and TikTok. And I've had my eye on him for a while. And he actually reached out to me and just kind of like, yo, you should have me on your podcast. Just kind of like joking, half joking in my DMs. And I was actually like, he actually was on my list. And I said, you know what? You actually are on my list. Like, let's do this. Let's get this set up. I was so impressed throughout our conversation, especially because come to find out, you know, he's like 10 plus years younger than me. And just like, wow, I thought I was smart at his age, but man, like he can just speak, he can really get the big picture and why radio is the way it is, why it's behind and why it needs to catch up. And I mean, it's these type of people that we need to nurture for the radio, for radio to like have any chance at doing anything. These young people, these few young people that like are aware of all the other platforms and aware that radio is behind, but they love it in a way that they're willing to help it get better and he's one of these people and you know if we don't nurture these type of people y'all I don't really know what is going to happen to the industry all I can say is that you need to listen to what he says about creating digital content and connecting with your audience especially because again you know you can buy followers you can have the exposure on your brand or whatever but if you're not connecting with the audience like I mean it, it really goes to waste like that is key right now being able to build and connect an audience right now I promise you, is more important than how your air check sounds. And we will talk about that in here. I cannot stress this enough. Digital content, your personal brand. If it doesn't make sense now, it will in a few years, maybe a few months. Because, <laughs> you know, I just, I believe in this like so much. I mean, Chris Cruz would tell you too, you know, like if you, your personal brand is strong and your digital presence is out there, you don't really need to apply for a whole lot of radio jobs. People start coming to you. I promise you that. So anyway, Listen to what Eric has to say. E. White. Um, he's great. Also, if you don't like cuss words, which, you know, I think we all know that we are, we open, we cuss on my podcast. Um, he does drop a lot of F-bombs. I love it. I'm, I'm okay with it. But I know some people are like not into that. Um, but, you know, if you can get past that part, <laughs> he's got a lot of great tips. And um, yeah, like I said, we, we just, we like to just do things nice and open and relaxed and speak like an actual family here. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Eric. E. White on the mic. Sorry, I just like to say that for sharing your wisdom with the radio fam. I never thought radio was going to be a thing for me. Radio was nothing I ever thought of, like honestly, until I was in like late high school. Um, so I think the biggest thing I wanted to do since I was younger was like entertain in some sort of way. I always grew up with music in the house. My dad's a jazz musician. So like I always heard like records and everything and just like Coltrane, Dizzy Gillespie, all that stuff. And, um, you know, we would always like probably listen to CDs in the car. And if it wasn't CDs, we would listen to WRTI, which was uh, a jazz station in Philly. Um, well, it was jazz at night and then it was classical during the day. And like my dad would shut that shit off in a second. But like, you know, like the jazz at night was like really a vibe. So, you know, that was kind of like my first real exposure to radio. But like I never really like thought about it that way. But, you know, when I was a kid, um, my first iPod, shout out to the iPod, um, you know, I had uh, my uncle actually put his whole playlist on my stuff. My uncle's like maybe like 10 years older than me. So his okay. stuff was mostly like, you know, grunge and like you know, ska, 311 type, you know, stuff like that. And on there, he accidentally, because I was like 11 or 12 at the time, he accidentally put on a Dane Cook special on there. And so I, and I just listened to that thing constantly. And I was like, dude, like, 
I feel like comedy would be really sick to try out and everything. And in the midst of all that, I was a huge skateboard nerd. I loved, I never skated, but I like was so interested in the X games and all that. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the first time I was like, you know, hosting would be cool was uh, Sal Masakela used to host the X games. And like that guy, like, was so sick like he just had such a cool vibe about him and just like really laid back and chill but also like really like painted a picture of what was going on the stories of the skateboarders and like you know bmx riders and everything and so that was like the first time i ever thought to myself like man hosting and comedy would be cool together i would always like listen to like Oxcord. I, I grew up in the Oxcord generation, right? You know, so it's like I didn't really have radio. I never touched it or anything. Which, which and, I, I have to say, I've already noted is very fascinating. You've been talking about this because, you know, I have the other people that are like, you know, talking about doing, you know, my generation thing, doing the, the tape recording right. off the thing. And you're just like my first iPod. My, and I'm like, wow, that's so fascinating and cool to hear. It, yeah, no, it's true for sure. And, and that's the thing is just like, even like, you know, a couple year gap is like a huge difference, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we would listen on the Oxcord and we'd be like on SoundCloud, like early Mac Miller early logic early like you know kid cuddy stuff like that and you know my car i didn't have an aux cord you know i had a beat up mercury mercury from like you know 1996 or something and um it's like at one point the radio just broke and it was stuck on radio 104.5 wrff in philly (laughs) um and so I would just get in the car and I just start listening. And Mike Jones uh, was the afternoon guy. And Mike like was the first dude I had listened to. And mind you, like, you know, I feel like, again, I feel like a lot of people in the business hit you with the whole, like, oh, well, I grew up listening to this morning show. Like, you know, especially in Philly, it's like Preston and Steve and um, uh, Elvis Duran, Chio in the morning, people like that. And it's like, I never like, thought to myself man like these are people I need to listen to and like I need to be entertained by because I would just listen to music yeah. and Mike Jones was the first one that I was just like this dude's witty he's chill he's cool like you know and this is like I could do this this would be <laughs> kind of tight and I just I, I don't know I it was just something that really appealed to me um and so like I guess my first exposure with radio was really when I was like 16 and it's just like you know it wasn't your car like, radio stuck yeah it just got stuck and I was just like all right cool I guess I'm listening to radio 104.5 I'm gonna listen to Lumineers over and over again and hate my life but you know what it's fine um so yeah and then, you know I went to school for photojournalism I had a passion for like photography and stuff and I wanted to shoot skateboard jams I also wanted to like travel around the world and like I, for some reason, I had like a dream at one point that I wanted to do like a documentary on like basketball outside of like um, the U.S. because I was like, at the time it was like super fast rising and the NBA was blowing up and everything. And LeBron was at like the peak of his career. So everybody was like, oh my God, like, you know, the NBA is sick. Um, So I was just like, I wanted to do like photo documentaries and everything. And I remember like a friend of mine in like a freshman seminar class was like, yo, bro, like we were just chit-chatting and whatever. I'm like, yo, what do you want to do? Like in your career, dude. And he's like, I want to do sports radio. And I'm like, ah, oh, sick, man. And he's like, yeah, they have a radio station here on, on campus. And I'm like, all right, like, <laughs> let me check it out, you know, because I'm like, whatever, I want to get involved in stuff. Yeah. And I remember I went to like a general body meeting and they were just like, yeah, we're looking for new shows. And I'm just like, fuck it, let me try this. Like, why not? Let me throw some shit at the wall. And uh, they were like, yeah, we're just looking for like new different shows. And I'm like, do you guys have a ska show? And they're just like, no. And I'm like, okay, do you want one? And they're like, sure. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I started like, <laughs> literally like I, my first radio shift was like in college on Sundays at like four o'clock from four to five. And I would just play Fishbone and like the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones and be high out of my mind and just like doing all the, and like just saying the most random stuff in between. I'd just be like, you know, saying this, that, and a third, and then just be like, anyway, 
you know, here's mustard plug. And it's just, and I was just kind of like what got me into the whole like radio thing. I was like, oh man, maybe I could do this. And as I went along in college, it's like, I just wanted to get more involved with the radio station just to do it. Uh And like by accident, I ended up getting like doing the morning show for my college station. Um, I was program director at one point. Again, this stuff is like a blur to me. I'm like, I don't know how this all happened, but I just started taking more, more responsibilities. It sounds like radio. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's like, now that I think about it, it's just like, wow, this is just preparing me for my career. I went from being, you know, just like some dude just trying it out. to like, my life was really radio centric. So the whole like dream of doing photography and stuff started to fade and the whole radio dream started to fill in. And I guess like the first big crossroads of my life was when I was, um, you know, I was getting ready to do some internships and everything. And I was interviewing for an internship with the Philadelphia Union, the uh, soccer team, and uh, to do photography for them. And at the same time, a buddy of mine from the radio station was working at WMMR, which is the rock station in Philly. It's legendary. My buddy was like, yo, they're looking for an intern. I'm like, let me just shoot my shot here. And it's like I had a choice between that, a sports station and the Philly Union gig. And I was like, this one sounds the most fun and I get free tickets. So I'm in. And, it's just, <laughs> and so that's basically what ended me, you know, put me on the path to like music radio and everything. And that was like my first like real initial situation with radio, if anything. And then long story longer, it's like, I, I like comedy, the X Games and, and Mike Jones. And that's like the thing that got me into like radio. <laughs> like shit throwing is probably the thing that keeps radio going. It's just Mm -hmm. like, because at the end of the day, like, you know, I I think one of the best pieces of advice I ever heard was what if it turned out better than you could have imagined. Right. So like, why not just like, you know, throw something at the wall, like, you know, something like a, like a ska show or like a podcast or like something on social media bit. Right. Like what Uh if that turns into something that like, you know, and of course, you know, we're always talking about revenue in the business and everything, but like, you know, what if that turns into something that you can get sponsored? What if that turns into something that becomes like your passion, like the radio fam, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you just like throw throw the shit at the wall. Suddenly people are like all about this. Right. And it's just (laughs) like, and again, it turned out better than probably you could have ever imagined. And they're like, Mm -hmm. that's the thing like that. So I think that's something that just, I, I like about radio. I think it's, I think my dreams have been crushed a lot of times. You know, to like, you yeah. know, from from the business naturally, I think we all have. Um, but I still kind of have that little bit of innocence in me, you know, being that I'm like, you know, five-ish years into my career, not even five. It's like me and one other dude in here that's full-time that are under the age of like, or three of us, I guess, that are like mm-hmm. under the age of 30. So it's okay. just like, and it's just crazy. I feel like people see a younger person in radio and immediately they want to jump on, right? They like, mm-hmm. and like try to like grab them in just like, you got to do this, you got to do that and everything. And you just got to get grabbed by the right people, right? And that's so that's a big like, part of it too. That's sure. huge. It's huge because I I ended up with like good people, and you know it's because when I was interning at 104.5, um, ironically, uh, I was I was also doing like you know commercials and stuff like the bits and everything, or just like the the production and whatever. And I happened to share a studio with Jared Fallon, who at the time was the PD at Q102, mm-hmm. and he one day was just like, dude, yeah, like what is your goal? Like what are you trying to do? And I'm just like, well, I want to be on the air. That'd be kind of cool. And he's just like, you ever think about doing like pop? And I was just like, nah, like I, I just straight up was just like, nah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And then like, I called my mom and I remember I was just on the phone with her. It's like, yeah, no, Jared came in. We were just shooting the shit. And he was just like, yeah, like he was talking about how like, you know, it'd be cool. Um, You know, give me a shot on like you wanted to. And she was like, what did you say? And I said, 
I said, yeah, I don't know if pops for me. And she's like, are you fucking stupid? Like, just, and I ran to his office and I was like, I changed my mind. And he's like, all right, cool. You want to be on this Sunday? I'm like, okay, cool. So like, you know, I just kind of fell into that too. Again, surrounding myself, you know, right place, right time. And, and I just took that tape and I just ran with it. You know, it was just like, I literally, and it was, God, I still have it somewhere. And oh my God, it was so bad. But like, I sent it to like 161 stations. I counted. And um, wow. seven called me. Like seven of them were like, you know, which is cool. Like, that's not bad. Like, yeah. honestly, for one shift ever, like not being on the air on any other station ever besides the college station, that's not bad. And I had some like serious interviews where it's like, I like flew out for them and stuff. And then they realized like, this kid knows nothing. And then they were just like, all right, like we can't do that. And then I remember getting a call um and you know it was my future boss greg chance and he was like um yeah like we want to get you out to uh you know des moines iowa and i was like where <laughs> like they're like do you know where iowa is on the map and i like i remember i pointed at it and they were like that's missouri and i'm like sick awesome love that but yeah so like and he just fucked with what my vibe was and they gave me an offer and then yeah like three weeks later i drove to iowa it's like it, that was kind of like the first it was like radio grad school right so i learned how to like be tight and like do things on the air in the top 40 way and i never thought top 40 was going to be the thing that i would do but you know it it helped me kind of explore different things on the air and it's and that's where i kind of first started trying social media stuff that last six months i was in des moines was kind of the turning point for me to eventually like start getting noticed by bigger markets. And it's like, I was interviewing for different jobs and everything. And um, I remember I was up in Minneapolis for the X Games, bringing it back around, aren't we? <laughs> um, and I was doing a vlog for the station. And at that point, you know, because we make all of our friends through Instagram on in radio, um, me and uh, Colt, who uh, at the time was working at KDWB, was like, yo, dude, come through to, uh, to this bar and he was like I, I got a gig in Dallas I'm like that's sick man mm -hmm. and then like I just sat there and he looks at me and like my brain started putting shit together I'm like oh shit they need somebody and he was just mm. like and um and he's like yeah I'm gonna let him know I'm like fucking word dude I'm, yeah. I'm there because my girlfriend's from the suburbs of Minneapolis I I did the whole interview process and everything and yeah and now we hear and it's crazy because it's like this move up here literally like Put me, you know, when you, it's like, everybody always says like, you know, market size doesn't matter. And I really truly believe that. I don't think market size matters. Agreed. You know what I mean? I 100% agree. But at the same yep. time, like there are eyeballs on certain markets, right? And especially with KDWB. KDWB, which like I didn't realize was as legendary as it is, yep. um, is a huge name to be part of. So it's kind of scary as shit being on this yeah. station. Because I'm like, holy fuck, like literally the history of people. In, like Dave Ryan has been on the air in, on KDWB longer than my bitch ass has been alive right. so it's just like and it's just like dude and that's crazy that and that's the thing is just like the passion and i know like you know i have to get over the fact that like and i've already have but it's just like the next market i'm in or wherever i'm on in next the passion for the station is not nearly going to be as big as with kdwb yeah. and i know that because it's just such a legendary brand but like I, every time i crack a mic it's like i'm scared to death because i know every motherfucker is listening and there's somebody you know what i mean and it's, i don't want to say scared but it's just like i know that like i have to like step the fuck up and so like that's ultimately what like i had to do and so you know that kind of kicked me in the ass with like and you know kind of more on that but like you know kick me in the ass was definitely the whole you know coming up here mm -hmm. and then you know just like 
feeling that pressure and realizing that like, you know, okay, like people are going to listen to me and I'm the example setter now. You know what I mean? Like the, the people that I would listen to in these bigger markets, they were the example. Now I'm that person. Yeah. And so it's like, I have to be on my A game at all times on the air, off the air, socially in the community, um, podcast wise, I need to be cream of the crop type, you know, shit, which everybody should be no matter what the level. But like, again, it's just like when you're in those like top 20 markets, there's a little bit more eyes on you in a company. Um, yeah. The other thing that kind of kicked me in the ass was the fact that as soon as I got here, the next day, everybody got fired. So that was fucking cool. Oh, it was one of, it was one of those? <laughs> Kid you not, the day after I started at KDWB was the big layoff in January oh, for iHeart okay. when everybody got fired. And really? I remember moving up here and walking into my boss's office and being like, am I good? I just put down a security deposit. That was just such a wake up call. And then it's like, okay, literally like, and I remember like I was, I was freaking out, you know, and then eventually the dust cleared and everything. And I remember just being there like, okay, I need to give them every reason why they should never need to fire me or like yeah. why they should never need to get rid of me. Why I am, you know, I am in like, give them every reason to see that you are like, you know, undeniable dude. Like, you mm -hmm. know, no matter where you go, no matter what station you're on, you're going to absolutely dominate. So I had to do that. And so it's like, I have that in the back of my head and I'm not scared of getting fired, but you know, I am scared of somebody doubting me. I have this like distinct, like phobia, not phobia. Yeah, I guess phobia of uh -huh. somebody doubting me because I'm just like, as soon as they do that, like they're going to fucking regret it, <laughs> you know? And it's just like, so I, that's, that's all I ever think about. And so that's my motivation. And so when, you know, everybody, and again, I know a lot of it was out of people's control and it was just like a budget cut, uh -huh. but at the same time, it's like, I could do that or I could just like keep doing what I'm doing and just kind of like, you know, plow ahead. I feel like I saw a growth when you actually got to KDWB, like yep. because of like everybody kind of helping you get immersed in, in the community. I think I just started like sitting there and like, I was like, let me just try out TikTok. Cause I think like at the time it was still pretty early on. And it's like, you know, was it before the pandemic? It was, it was right before the pandemic. So okay. I had done a video where I was just, I did like a little tour of the studio or something like that. And it got like 30,000 views. And I was like, wow, this is cool. Um, and, <laughs> it, you know, because I, again, I didn't realize like Minnesota cares about Minnesota a ton. Like they, dude, mm -hmm. they die for that shit. Like, you know, <laughs> they're so passionate about where they're from. Okay. Um, and so I just started like just trying different things and just like, I think I leaned into the Minnesota content a lot because mm -hmm. people love seeing, especially here in Minnesota, people love seeing people fall in love with their market. That's yes. across, that's across the board. Right. Yep, and so I that's agree. the, that's the beauty of local, you know, you know where the, the local versus syndication. Right. And people like, love sharing their opinions too. So. And I'm a coffee nerd. Right. And oh, so like perfect. that was easy for me to be like, yo, what's the best coffee shops in the cities? And they, people would just drop that shit, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. And just be, and, and they get defensive. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so like, that was like really easy for me. It was just like leaning on the local and leaning on stuff like that. Again, like just that kind of like, let me try some things out. Let me, you know, that whole throw shit at the wall until it sticks mentality. It was cool because it kind of taught me how to like, you know, really invest in local and invest yeah. in like, you know, your market. Dave, you know, has been in this market forever. And, you know, he's chosen not to syndicate, you know, and he's, but like, it's just because his passion is with the community. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm not saying there's like, you know, a ton of, I'm not saying syndicated morning shows aren't good at the local stuff, 
but they don't need to do it as much because like, no matter what, it's like, like John Jay and Rich. Yeah. Like, you know, Phoenix, I don't know if Phoenix is cool or not, but like, you know, I don't see a ton of Phoenix content from them because you know, they are on in Portland and fucking wherever else. Right. And it's like, they don't need to do that. It's not a need to do that. But if you're on a local morning show and you're not out there in community and investing in the community, you're, psycho like it's just like because you're not you're not doing what you you know are meant to do local in some sort of way and being actually local are two different things right Mm -hmm. so like I you know it's cool that I'm on in markets that I've been to you know where it's like I'm on in Denver I'm on in Portland I'm on in Cincinnati and like I've been to those places I've been able to experience at least a weekend or a week there where Mm -hmm. it's like I can you know I can talk about something and understand something to a point where it's like, I can make it work and I can make somebody still passionate about their community in some sort of way while I'm on the air. And that's the thing. It's just like, it doesn't matter like what I want. It matters what they want. You know, they want the passion. They want you to have, you know, investments there and everything. People, you know, want to be in all these different markets. People want to be syndicated. People want to do all these different things. But then when it comes down to the actual work of being local, that's where they fall short. And that's where like, you know, I think our business is faltering, you know, it's like, yeah, I like syndication. Yeah. It sucks that jobs are lost. And like, Mm -hmm. obviously like, you know, I don't want people to lose their job, but if you're going to do that and if you're going to cut down and if you're going to downsize, then you need to make sure that the people that are, you know, put in the position and in some cases, I guess you could call it privilege. You could call it more responsibility. I don't really know. It depends on who you talk to, right? <laughs> yep, so yeah, true. exactly. It's a balance of everything. But if they're going to be in that situation, you need to make damn sure that they're going to invest in the community in some sort of way, whether virtual or not, they're going to invest in that community. So then when you say like, hey, here's the place to be, or here's the thing to buy or whatever, people gravitate towards that because they've already made that, you know, they already feel like they're your friend and you know everything, you know, so they trust that um, opinion. If you're watching something that is based in Seattle and, or, you know, like Carla Marie and Anthony, right? Mm -hmm. If you're watching that, you know, and they're talking about like, again, I'm just going to fall back on coffee shops for me. It's like, if I hear somebody, like I'm really good friends with um, Jake B in St. Louis and Mm -hmm. Jake is a huge passionate coffee guy. And he always talks about his coffee shops down there. Naturally, I want to compete with him because I want to be like, no, the coffee here is better. Yeah. Or like, you know, things like that. And I think that create you can create that with your listeners too, right? You know, yes. so you might have like something or your viewers, you know, whereas like Carl Marie and Anthony might be talking about um, something going on, like a cocktail bar in Seattle or a cocktail mm-hmm. bar like that. What if one of their viewers lives in like Hoboken, right? What if they have like this dope ass speakeasy in Hoboken and suddenly, you know, Carl Marie and Anthony are road trip back home. And they're like, I hit up this place because of this person. Suddenly people see, wait, okay. So this is hit up by this person. Who is this person? Oh, there's just a fucking listener. Oh my God. They listen to their listeners. Is that, that's fucking crazy. They actually hold value in their people. And that's the, like engagement is huge because even if it's the littlest bit of engagement, if you find value in your listeners and, you know, if you're actually showing that you care about what the listeners are talking about, dude, like you have won them, you know? Oh my God. You yeah. Have like won them. I think I always use this example of like Kelly Ford or something going to some like animal rescue event, you know, something that she's passionate about and you know, these, which, which gown she's going to wear, like, just put it on. Even if you already know what gown you're going to wear, just put it on social, this one and another one, because people want to give their opinion and they feel right. like they feel good about that. And they feel like they're a part of your thing. Funny you mentioned that. Cause I actually posted a, of like what suit I should wear a jingle ball and um I hilariously combined both <laughs> it's just like because I was just like because uh, people were like oh I really like this green one 
I really like this plaid one. I'm like, fuck it, green plaid. <laughs> Let's go. You know? know? Yeah. But it's again, people feel that value, right? And it's just like as soon as they feel like they're loved, like they'll give you love right back. So, you know, yeah. you gotta you gotta earn that for sure. And it's like and it's genuine too. Like, you know, I think that's the thing is like I I'm very lucky where I'm in a market where people um, you know, love their radio stations and love their brands and everything. And so it's been easy for me to do, you know, really like find ways with that. And I think that that's the coolest thing. And so, you know, I feel that and it's like, it makes it, it makes it hard. Cause like, I think about like, you know, obviously we move around a lot in radio and like my goals in radio, eventually I want to do a morning show. And like, that's mm -hmm. what my dream is. And I realized that like, it might not be here and that's going to make it so hard. Right. You know, and it's just like, I, and, and what a fucking problem to have, what a beautiful problem to have. Right. Yeah. You know, of just like, oh man, like I, I can be picky. I can be like annoyed. I can be like, you know, a little bit more specific about where I want to land because I like this place so much and because I like this job. And it's just like, and that's, it, you know, and yeah, you've, you found yeah. the kind of the things that are contributing to your overall happiness and right. stuff like that. And I, I and think that's really good. Motherfuckers forget that all the time in radio. They mm -hmm. forget like what is good for their soul. You know what I mean? Not just for like, you know, their, their brand. And it's like, what if part of your brand can be good for your soul, right? What if you can combine both? Why, what if you can like bring two together? Why do we have to have separate things? I know there's a lot of people that want the mornings, obviously, because you know, they're the ones that get invested in and do all that. Like, how are you with the hours of that? Or would you be okay? Like doing a morning type show, but at a different time of day? I know I like both. One thing, you know, I think I'm really good at is mm -hmm. like feeding off of other people and also yeah. like lifting up other people. I think doing a show by yourself is great and it's cool. And some people love working by themselves and everything. Mm -hmm. I'm a collaborative person. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing is too, because with my podcast, um, you know, I have two co-hosts. They're both female, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I know that's like one thing that like in this business, there's not enough female voice and there's yep. not enough like, you know, diverse voice. There's a lot of dudes that look like me, maybe not exactly like me, but they're all a bunch of cisgender white dudes. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, and there's only so much we can bring to the table. Right. So it's yeah. like, what if I can, you know, and that was the great part about like the, the coincidental part of having, you know, a podcast with, you know, two women, both from completely different walks of life and everything. And mm -hmm. I think the thing is, is that like, what gets me excited isn't, you know, having the best one liner of the day or like having like this really sick segment or something like that. What makes me excited is when it's like, I can show people this podcast and they point out things that the other person do or like the other people do. And it's just like, I, you know, not the, you know, I really like this part where you said this, it's like, I really like this part where you really like gave the fucking alley-oop for Selena to dunk or like, you know, you really like put them in, a, put somebody in a position to win it's like i'm i'm a i'm very much an everybody eats person you know what yes. i mean and so like i think that's the thing that it gets me excited about morning shows is just being able to like grow as a team right it's not like e white in the more i don't want that it's 2022 we have fucking teams out here mm -hmm. that's something that really means a lot to me is just like being able to be in that position where i can help other people grow and myself included, like I got to eat too, you know, yeah, what I mean? right, but, if all, yeah. but if all of our plates can be fucking stocked, like, let's do it, you know? So I think that's what gets me 
excited about mornings or like, you know, or just something along those lines. Cause I know there's this whole like movement towards like afternoon morning shows and stuff like that. Fucking sick, dude. I'm down. I don't want to do nights forever because I want to have a family and shit. So like, you know, it's just, or like not even like a family or some shit, but my girlfriend gets mad that she doesn't see me half the time. You know, it's like, and then like, you know, and so does my dog. My dog gets real sad. (laughs) So so I need to, I need to think about that too. So I am all for the shows too, being at different times of day. Everybody deserves that form of entertainment. The days of of 10 seconds in 10 seconds out like mm-hmm. fucking get with it man I, I it's just i i sorry <laughs> sometimes no, I, get real, I get ripping i start ripping because it's just like i i just it just drives me insane and it's like and it, again it's not from a selfish standpoint like i fuck it i can i can tell people like i feel I don't care how long something because again with TikTok, TikTok's fucking short, you know, yep. social media is short, everybody's attention spans are pretty tight. But like you're robbing people of enjoyment and you're robbing people of entertainment and like information. Tail end of their favorite jocks, right? They listen to the stations for a reason, right? It's not just because of their music. And, you know, I think like if we're going to keep talking about these pyramids of like, you know, importance or why people listen to their radio, what's going to keep them coming back? Like, but we're also robbing the listeners of more engagement. And again, it's, you know, the creating the whole, you know, the radio is dead conversation is because we're just not giving um, our on airs the chance to really step out and try some new things and try some stuff out. So when I hear about the ideas of having bigger shows during the afternoons or during midday, having that ability to engage, I think I, I, it makes me excited. You know, it gives me, but like, also it's like, okay, we're having these conversations. We're having yeah. these things happen. It happened in one market. It happened in like, you know, a, maybe another market. L- let me see 10 markets do that. And then like, let me get excited about it. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, it's, yeah. like it's kind of an I believe, I'll believe it when I see it mentality. You know, you have certain conversations with certain people and you're like, oh, we're looking for more of this, more of that. And it's like, cool, awesome. Yeah. Here's this. <laughs> well, if you're not on a morning show and you and you know who you'd want your co-host to be, just fucking start doing it. Because I, I believe that if they just keep doing like it, just see it's already like marketable. Like you see, if these people like they, they already mesh, you know what I mean? Like if people yeah. are, like you put together your team already and you already know what you're working with. But like I do think there's this surge towards the mornings that get me gets me excited. And it's just like the whole I, I, again, it goes back to the difference in generations, right? It's just like, I haven't been in it as nearly as long, you know, so I haven't had my, I've had my heart broken, but not like, you know, shattered and shit on and everything, you know? So it's like, I see, I see the hopefulness and I see things that, you know, people can build and I see what you can build outside of radio too. And it's just like, you know, the fact that just like your life isn't your job Mm -hmm. and people, people, you know, I, I still, we worked with so many people that just like, if you ask them, other than radio, name me three things you're passionate about. Yeah. They can't do it. Yeah. And, and, and that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Like it's like, and people, and we laugh at that and we laugh at like people like that. And we laugh at like the people that are like slaves to their job, but it's sad because yeah. at one point they had other passions and they just let them go to waste because they were so concerned about being a star and so concerned about that. And that is, it, it's, it sucks. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want that. And the way, and like, if I'm going to do that and if I'm going to do radio, I'm going to do it in a way that I feel is best for me, my mental health and my passions, you know, because it's like, I want to do things that are like, I don't want to do radio forever. I'm not going to and like, you know, credit to guys like Dave Ryan and Elvis Duran and everything. I don't want to be old in radio. I don't want to be like the guy who's like, and, and again, it's like, and, and like, cause I love Dave and I consider him a mentor and everything like that. 
but him being on the air for 28 years that scares me yeah it's just like it scares me and it's like Mm -hmm. I want to be like good I want to do my morning show or my afternoon whatever they decide is good for me you know what I mean it's Mm -hmm. I don't care like what time it is put yeah put my fucking shit on (laughs) (laughs) you just want to do a creative show I want to be creative I want to be creative I want to have people with me and I want to build something. That's yeah. it. You know, I want to do it in like a time that I feel good. And then like when I'm like fucking 40, 45, I'm dipping. Like <laughs> I'm going to do something completely different, you know, because like I just don't or I'm going to go to a rock station or a different type of station. I'm not just going to stay on like a top 40 or like, you know, things that geared towards a different d- demo because, you know, and hopefully by then. It's just like one of those things where it's like we're all streaming and you just mm-hmm. plug in the fucking show, yeah, you know, yes. so it's like if you want to listen to fucking Kendrick Lamar radio, you can also hear your favorite morning show during it, things like that. And it's like that would be fucking sexy. That would be sick. That would that's, like sell the shit out of it, you know, that's 100 percent where I like and I, I keep telling people where I see the industry going simply because like the you know, there's very few stations that are actually investing in their brand as a whole and their talent as a whole. And I really believe that these shows that are built outside on the side or these personal brands are going to be the things to do that. You know? So, and that's the thing is just like, why not like make sure your shows are appealing towards everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just like making sure it's like not generic, but like, you know, um, somebody used this word the other day, uh, mainstream appealing. It's like, no matter what the genre is, it's going to fucking work. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so, that's the cool part. But like, that's the thing is just like building all these different brands and everything. Look at fucking brew. Okay. Right. Like, brew, like for what it's worth, he literally went and just went on TikTok and got himself a fucking job. Right. Like, exactly. like literally like he made a TikTok. Like if that's not proof at all that your on-air worth doesn't fucking matter nearly as much as you think, uh-huh. like you're out of your fucking mind. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Like, what is, like, are you good on social media? Are you, like, fuck followers for a second. Fuck followers, fuck likes, fuck that whole instant gratification shit. What are you doing that will get you in that fucking position? And so Brew was like, I'm going to do TikToks. And literally now everybody bites his fucking flow. I've heard tons of people say, like, well, he's not that good on the air. Why does it fucking matter? It's just like, Mm -hmm. people, people they clock in, they clock out and they're like, this is good enough. Or they like hit like, you know, I'm on X number X, Y, Z stations. And that's good enough. Not the terrestrial is like, it's not that radio is in this evolution. And while our companies might not be caught up already, you need to be mm-hmm. because when it comes down to the next thing, and that's the thing too, is just like, cause I, and I always think back to the day after I got high or the day after I started at KDWB, when everybody got fired, you don't want to be in that cluster. You don't yeah. want to be in that, you know, group of people laid off. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, so what are you doing now to put yourself in the spot to be in a better position? And if your answer is anything other than expanding on social media, doing a podcast, engaging with people outside of your station, then I'm sorry that your likelihood of you being on that list just went up a lot. Mm-hmm. So do it now focus on that now and and that's the thing too is like because we're gonna see and i and i think we're seeing it already we're seeing an exodus of people out of radio mm-hmm. and it's because they kind of came up and you know and some of it's like you know they've been torn down a lot and like they haven't had a lot of opportunities and they've been like fucking beat up and everything and so they're <laughs> like fuck it like i'm done with it and i respect that i respect mm-hmm. whatever your decision is right but also like i i see people lose this passion 
And it breaks my heart because it's something that they fell in love with and they clearly fell out of it. And like, they could either, you know, cause I see, I, I watched Carl Marie's thingamabob and like, you know, I, I'm huge fans of them. It's so funny because like, I've never spoken a fucking word to them, but I think they're fucking fan- fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, like, right? Yeah. yeah no, seriously. Seriously. It's, it's like really, really cool. Yep. But like they have that brand and they have what they're doing and everything. And they found a way to make it happen outside of it. And like, I think that's the thing that like people need to think about is like, your name may be called in a layoff. Your name may be called in a downsizing. When that happens, are you prepared to move on to the next step? Are you prepared to be ready to either go to another company, do things yourself, DIY it a little bit, or completely switch off or anything? And whatever that backup plan is for you, I just hope that it works for you. And I hope that works for the people, you know, in your life and everything. But if your goal is to stay in radio, the thing you should be focused on, the last thing you should be focused on is your air check. Yep. Because you could do that in your fucking sleep. Yes. You could do that in your fucking sleep. But like yep. when it comes to technical stuff and like, you know, can you sell a contest? Can you, you know, execute calls and everything like that? I don't know how you got a job in the first place in radio. Like yeah. we're already in it. You know how to do it. So you should be focusing on your next level and things like the podcasting and stuff like that. And that's been a big focus for me is just being able to like, prove that I can host a show, right? Like, so, you know, wherever you feel you need to prove something, start doing that, you know? Yes. So if you feel like you need to start proving you can do a morning show, if you need to feel like you need to start proving that you can do stuff off the air in the community, go do it, you know? Like, find something cool that's happening in your town. Like, I don't know what the fuck goes on in Albuquerque, New Mexico, but if New- <laughs> but if Albuquerque's fucking lit on the weekends, go do some shit, you know what I mean? So that's that's the biggest thing is just like, you know, whatever you need to work on and whatever you feel you need to do to grow and go beyond what you're doing start tiktok was a really good example because like and i'm not saying i'm not trying to be a hipster in this situation but like <laughs> nobody else on my on my on the station was doing tiktok before i started doing tiktok yeah and then suddenly you're like oh shit e white's getting some fucking traction let's try to like do some shit too and like listen i'm not i'm not outing them for being like fucking like following my lead or anything like that i don't give a fuck like mm-hmm. it's fine but like, you know, but at the same time, it's like, I'm happy that I could do that to give them the example that this is something that's worth investing in. Again, we're all just radio people. We're not fucking celeb. Like, I think that's the thing is just like, the minute you think you're bigger than somebody else, I don't give a fuck about you, bro. Like, honestly, <laughs> like, it's like the mother, like all the motherfuckers that never answered my emails, all y'all like, ser- and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at you. Yes, you out there. I know you see it. Ultimately, like, you know, we know where the direction the business is going. And some of those kids might not yet, you know what I mean? And like, that's okay. And like, because we all had to learn, right. And it's just like, what if we can nurture then in in my case, it's kind of just my generation, right? Mm -hmm. It's like the the people, you know, they're like only a couple years behind me. So like, they're going to be, you know, when I end up leaving and doing a morning show, not leaving, but like, you know, when I end up going to do a morning show or something like that, eventually Mm -hmm. the kid that I might, you know, there might be a kid that I help out, right. That like goes to like the university of Minnesota or like St. Thomas or like a local college and their air check gets to my boss. And then suddenly they take my fucking old job. You know, you could be the Mike Jones that I had, you know what I mean? You could be that person. And so why wouldn't you take that opportunity? And then like, you know, but like also take that opportunity, run with it, help those people and actually do it. Don't, you know, don't just say, yeah, no, I'll check it out. And then don't actually help them. And that's why like I, I'm trying to build, you know, do this thing with this platform to right. be like, we can't change what you guys are doing. So we're just doing radio 
all completely new over here how you're supposed to be doing it. A hundred percent. And and that's the thing. It's just like at the end of the day, you know, we have we kind of have a tattered past in our business, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's just a lot of things that like are happening with it, you know, and like just the whole, you know, like radio is not what it used to be for a reason. Yeah. You know, like the fucking bringing strippers in for fucking shows and shit <laughs> yeah. and like all that. And then on top of that, it's just like, you know, when you see like certain things happening in the business or like certain patterns continue to happen, um, it sucks because like you want to see like the the future of the business come through. And then when you have somebody get hired that like doesn't do social media or I see a lot of people who do just enough to get them the gig and then just fall off the face of the earth. And we need that less. And like we need people who are going to like do what they need to do, keep at it keep grinding at it. And those are the people that are going to, again, the cream rises to the top. Right. And so like, I want to be part of that group as much as I fucking can be. And it's like, if, you know, if my name's not in the conversations yet, it's fucking going to be, you know what I mean? And that's the thing. It's just like, you know, if you don't know, if you don't know who E white is yet, you're going to know. You will. You'll yeah. know. You'll know exactly. You know, I'm because I come in fucking hot, dude. Like, you know, I love so, it. I know. I love yeah. your energy. It's been so great. The one thing people always told me is that, yeah. like, you know what? You might not have. You might not be the funniest motherfucker. You might not be like, you know, the most witty or anything like that. But God damn it, you're like a fucking alarm clock. You already have established that you kind of know your worth. I like that you're a little picky about things because some people will just go chase whoever will put them on the air. I also like that you used uh, gender neutral pronouns. That was very cool of you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I go by he, him, but I'm just yeah. saying, you know, yeah, but that's still really yes. cool. I think that's the thing is just like, sometimes you just do it because you love it. And it's just like, I just do, I just do this because I like to do it. You know what I mean? My mom, you know, and RIP, she passed away, but you know, it's just like, she, um, you know, my mom, like, always told me how much she, like, wished she, like, liked her job because, like, she, like, and she, like, made tons of money and she, like, you know, like, we, like, I didn't, I didn't have, like, a, a weird upbringing, like, a lot of radio people. I feel like I hear a lot of radio people who have this pattern of, like, fucked up upbringings. Like, my family is very chill, middle class. Like, I was good. All my uh-huh. shit was fucked up here, you know, from me. It was <laughs> yeah, my yeah. fault. <laughs> it's just like, you know, and it's like, you know the one thing my mom always told me uh, was just like, you know, she wished she had a job that she loved. And she was like, when I found radio as, 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 you know, not secure it as, as it is as a career per se, she was like, you actually fucking like this. And it's yeah. just like, when you like something enough and when you find the passion enough, you will do anything to make sure that that thing doesn't go away, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's the thing about, and that's the passion I want to find, want people to find in radio, whatever that thing is, you know what I mean? Whatever that thing is that keeps you on your station, waking up in the morning, entertaining people. It doesn't have to be fucking radio. It can be your Twitch stream. It could be your fucking TikTok, whatever it might be. If that gets you up in the morning, gets you passionate and everything like that, you will do anything to make sure that doesn't go away. And then, and then on top of that, it'll make it even better when you decide to walk away that it's under your own power, you know, because the, 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 the fucking exodus that I was talking about earlier, the people that are leaving, they're doing it because I, I think a lot of them, while a lot of them are doing it because, you know, they feel like they've hit a brick wall in their you know, career, mm-hmm. find that thing that you don't want to give up. And if yeah. like, you're going to work for that, then like, you're fucking set, dude. You know, I'm not a big, like, you know, you can't fuck up anything that's meant for you or whatever. Cause like, I don't know what the fuck is out there. Who knows? <laughs> you know, I'm just kind of like, everybody was, I read a lot of the fucking Dow in college and I'm just like, this is fucking, you know, finding just balance on shit. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I smoked way too much weed in college. <laughs> uh, but like, but like real talk, it's like, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna figure it out. It's just like, 
at the end of the day, if you're passionate and you got that passion, you're good. There's people my age and older that could take that same advice. And, and that's, again, why I love this platform and this kind of stuff, because I want other people to hear these stories and be like, you know what? He's fucking right. You, your type of personality, your type, like I are the ones that I feel like will be the ones to carry the industry. And, and, you know, like, there's not a lot of you. Put it, put it on my fucking back, man. We're going shopping. Let's, <laughs> let's, like, like, let's fucking go. Shop Radio Fam Apparel, home studio decor, radio gifts, and more at theradiofam.com.